0: today is, who are you today? And I could probably speak on exactly that. Again, who are you today? The implication of this title is change or no change. Um, We're expected to by the sheer nature and the construct of the gospel. We are to accept change in any of its forms problem is that we live in a world that doesn't want us to change even though it claims it's progressive and it's all for man and it's for his sustainability of the planet and all of these things that really mean absolutely nothing because these are distractions For you, the Christian, to stay away from the concept of change in his or her life. Because remember, the world is trying to make you in its image. And fortunately, you were made in the image of a divine God. The message that you're going to hear today is going to be a message of freedom. If you're bound by addiction and you hear the words, the basic words of this message, the Holy Spirit will set you free. If you are bound by illness, if you hear the basic message, you will be set free. You will be healed. Not kind of, maybe, sort of, if, when God feels like it, you will be healed. This is a message to those who have lost their identity this is a message uh, that the holy spirit wants to speak is is he speaking to people who act like christians sound like christians but deep inside they are bound by the things of the world because they have lost the one priceless thing um, in the sight of god is who exactly were you fashioned after 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 reminds us that God's attribute is that of a father. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So for those of you who have forgot have forgotten that God is your father, God is restating it and he's restating it every single second of every single day. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 18, he is saying to you, do not forget that I am your father. All, everything that you have in your life must be built upon that. Everything in a nuclear family, the mother, father, but there's, there's always that there that the children can base their lives around. And so God is saying to you, if you want to be healed from whatever condition that you are or that you find yourself in, you first must see God as your father. And nothing can shake that from you. Because the world is trying to grab that through fear, through chaos, through uh, the worries of day-to-day living, shortages, wars, rumors of wars, death. But God is saying to you, do not lose the knowledge of your identity. Now, the by, by the sheer definition of identity, in the Greek, it is that which has been made in the likeness of something. Now doesn't Genesis uh, Genesis one twenty seven says um, so? God created man in His own image. So in case you forgot, who you were created by? It was God. And the world is trying to tell you otherwise. Now all of a sudden, you you no longer have man. He created man. It says here uh, in the image and likeness of God, He created him, male and female there are no other options that is the lie of the world trying to come in and to separate you so that you do not see your father as a good father you see your father as a confused father or an absent father but he created you out of the sheer love that a father perfect in all his divinity he created you out of love. The world comes in and says, no, not male, female. Let me, let me just add a little more confusion to your already confused life. Let me, or let me add a little bit of distraction to your already distracted life so that you don't think of my ways, you think of your ways. You don't place me higher, you place you higher. And all the while you're asking me to heal you. It is an attribute of the Father to bring healing to the people. That is an attribute of the Father,
1: not a condition. God
0: wants his people healed, period. He doesn't want his people sick, and he doesn't want his people weak, and he doesn't want his people without strength because God is going to employ you. You can't forget who you are can't forget the identity that God has given you because it is precious in every way because it's him. It's only him. It's not a church. It's not a pastor. It's not a minister. It's not anything. Those are just servants. Those are just vehicles to spread the gospel, to spread the, the the knowledge of Jesus and what he did on Calvary and, and to go from there. But it has nothing to do with that. So if your pastor is telling you, you know, you, you, you need to let me do this for you. No, you need to go to Jesus first and let Jesus do what he did for you at the cross. Let, let him remind you that the blood that was shed on Calvary was for sin and disease. So we've got sin knocked out. That's pretty good because we've accepted him. And now it's disease. Then we start the message by saying that you're going to be healed from that disease. But again, you need to see God as God, not a suggestion. I'm not suggesting it. I'm telling you, this is what the gospel teaches. The gospel teaches change. This is what the gospel teaches. It doesn't teach political correctness. The gospel does not teach peace on earth. That's a suggestion. But Jesus said, I came to bring division. I came to divide. He didn't come to start a war. Man started the war. The spirit of religion started the war. Jesus was just putting the the, the goats to the left and the sheep to the right. He was bringing the concept of reminding the people of their identity, but they got confused. They got lost along the way. So their healing stopped. God's always healed. God was always available for healing, but he had to send Jesus to reconnect mankind to that attribute of his which has always been and is is eternal because that is an attribute of God. For those of you who who stand secure in the knowledge that I know I'm I'm a child of God, well, then you need to have an internal discussion. If you have not changed from the day you have accepted Jesus, then you are stagnant. Their salvation was not brought to you so that you could be comfortable on the Christian couch and say, "I am a Christian, I'm saved, I might as well. I'm all I'm all I'm Jesus, you could take me now. I know I'm going no, no, no. Uh-huh. Bible doesn't teach that. But the Bible teaches and what Jesus says, he brings an awareness through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. and as as we are heading towards the the reception of the Holy Spirit by mankind, I hate to say this, but we were kind of dumb in the things of God. Well, we had the law, we had the scrolls, we had process, we had mechanics, we had the all the little gears and the things that religion is made of. Because remember, religion doesn't heal you; the blood of Jesus heals you.
1: But then Jesus will send
0: us His Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will bring us an understanding of things that we could not understand without his presence. So we were, in essence, dumb. We were spiritually dumb. And All we need to do now is to receive the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit brings to us, and what he brings to us is revelation and conviction. The conviction to change, not the conviction to remain the same. Again, if you have remained the same, if you're the same Christian that you were even last Sunday, last year, God's not looking for that. God is looking and always has looked for a Christian that identifies him or herself by the term warrior. And a warrior never sits. A warrior is always in constant training. Warriors don't get sick because they're in the presence of God. So if you want to be, if you want to maintain your health, if your spiritual health, then become
1: a warrior. But in the interim, while you are finding yourself
0: maybe in lack of some things or understanding, Your identity in Christ is being stolen. If you spend
1: more than minutes a day
0: on social media and you're not spreading the gospel and you're not proclaiming your Christian views and your Christian uh, 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 perspectives, and the things that are important to God, your identity has already been stolen. Well, Pastor Rick, I, I put up verses every day, but, I, you know, I, that, 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 doesn't, that doesn't make or break you. That doesn't make or break a Christian. A Christian is perpetually involved in the things of God, separating the things of the world from the things of God. Not afraid to, be, to lose a friend or so. Not, not, you don't have to be offensive. But the Lord says, hang around like-minded people because they're going to support you and your views and your understandings. And if they're godly, those are the ones that will spread. Those are the ones that spread the gospel. If they're not, you've lost your identity. Do you realize that your identity is to be spiritually abrasive? You know that, right? I hope. hopefully I'm not the only one that sees that, uh, you know, somebody said to me uh, a few weeks ago, you are abrasive. And the Holy spirit said to me, right on. I'm spiritually abrasive because I'm abrasive to, in a world that doesn't want to hear the truth. And if you, if you're speaking the truth, don't forget this. Listen to me. If you're speaking the truth, you are, have your identity your identity is intact and you are being healed and you are walking in spiritual maturity every single day your identity can be stolen there there's some some areas here that I want to uh, I want to bring up Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 Do not store up for yourselves material treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal so thieves bring insecurity who is the theft or who is the thief the thief is the world that steals your identity your focus now becomes, rather than the things of God, now becomes the things of gain. How much money am I making? How many how many houses do I own? Uh, the fanciness of my cars, the latest technology. And all of a sudden, those things have taken a precedence over God. Guess what? Your identity was stolen by a thief. Second one, John 10.10. 10.
1: The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy.
0: Thieves bring fear. Let's look at the natural. You live in a house and you come home one day and you find that the front door is open, the window's been broken, somebody ransacked your house. You most likely will never be the same in your trust of leaving your house. So what do you do? You fix what was broken. You put bars in the window, alarm, high tech gadgets to watch what's going on via cameras in your house from afar. They bring you fear. The thief brought fear. And God is telling you now because of the identity that I have given you, no fear. If your focus is not on the things of gain and things of articles and things that are connected to the world, then if they're taken, you know God's going to replace them if they're of God. Because maybe you bought them in that moment. Oh, wow, what a deal. You've already got four big screen TVs in the house. Uh, A fifth one is not going to hurt, right? But it's on sale. No, the things of the world become your distraction.
1: 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20.
0: There is no such thing as a bargain Christian. Your identity is priceless. The verse reads, you were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own.
1: So your identity
0: is priceless. Once it is connected, once you said, Jesus, you're my Lord and my Savior, your identity has changed. Your identity is costly because the
1: blood of Jesus was expended
0: so that you would live and you would not die. Protect and guard your identity. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, not on the things of the earth.
1: I shall repeat. To
0: protect your identity, you need to think on the things of God and not your schedule. You need to think on the things of God and not your wants, needs, lacks, illnesses, addictions, because all of those things, that is God's territory. And as soon as you entertain a thought with a just a little bit of worry, I will guarantee you you will wake up between the hours of two, three, one o'clock four o'clock, you will not have a restful sleep because that fear comes in because your identity is eroded. You forgot who you belong to. You forgot who died on the cross for you. The easiest thing that I found, and believe me, I'm speaking from experience. I remember when the bills were so high it was before I came to the Lord. I remember when the car payments were so much, oh my goodness, and the house payment and the credit cards and no income coming in. And that beast, that spirit came in at night, and all it did was keep me awake thinking of the worst thing, the worst scenarios, even the scenarios that had yet to happen or never happened, those were the things I focused on.
1: But then as time went
0: on and as the Lord, as I accepted the Lord in my life and all these tsunamis, of a tsunami of spirit, spirituality and revelation came from the visits from the Holy Spirit, angelic, angelic visitations, things of that nature. Then I learned how to, what man has yet to learn, speaks a lot about, but has become very difficult, is the concept of giving it to the Lord. People have gotten uh, sometimes very callous and they say, give it to the Lord, as if the other person knows how to give it to the Lord. Maybe you don't even know how to give it to the Lord, but the first thing out of your mouth is give it to the Lord. And that is a spiritual revelation from the Holy Spirit. I don't even think that I have the the adequate words to tell you how to give it to the Lord, unless you have a Holy Spirit visitation, fill the vessel flat out on your face, your arms across the floor as you are receiving the Holy Spirit's revelation.
1: Then as time went on,
0: my identity is intact. Then a stroke comes. And on the heels of a fantastic, supernatural Ministry uh, a visit to Texas. And that very night, death came to visit me and thought he was
1: going to take me out. But
0: God had another plan. You may have been diagnosed with something, God has another plan. You may have heard something. But it's not from God. It's usually from man testing you, trying to steal who you, your understanding of who you belong and what God, how God wants to still use you. So here I am. I'm in, I'm in bed. Can't move my entire, felt like I was cut with a pizza, one of those pizza rollers could barely speak, hold right side numb, tingling, couldn't move my right arm. And the Holy Spirit says to me, squats. Now, by this time, I, I, I already know the, the Holy Spirit's voice, so I, I know that was Holy Spirit. So here I am. I, I'm not even arguing. I, I, I'm trying to get up. I tell the, I asked the Holy Spirit, look, you you know, I can't get up. You, you know, I can't roll over. And he says, squats. So I'm doing the squat nurse comes in. She says, what are you doing? You just had a stroke. No, you're supposed to, you're supposed to rest and relax and, and take this medication and take that medication. I said, look out, just give me a second. So she leaves and I raised the bed up as much as possible. Got to the, the position where I could, barely move over to the right mind you all this effort is is maintaining my identity the devil wants to take something I don't want to uh, let him take it I'm going to fight for it and we fight for the things of God through the revelation of the Holy Spirit so when he said do squats I said okay I'm going to do them right now and one one squat led to three Led to five and ten and on and on and the next thing I realized, then in in a record supernatural time, I was on my way home. There was still a mending process. There was still a time where I was going to have to work with the Holy Spirit. But that meant if I would have stopped dealing with the Holy Spirit, I would have lost my identity. I am not going to lose my identity. So I want you to take that to take that to the bank. I want you, if you're listening right now and if you're going through something, you have to look back and say, I got to hang on to who I am. I need to hang on to who my father has said of me, what he has said of me. It is perfect. It is divine. It is supernatural. And I will not let the enemy take something that is not his because there's nothing in my life that's his anyway.
1: In an effort to protect your identity, never converse or
0: entertain the contrary. So, I will explain. God says you're healed. And the physician walks in and says, well, it looks like we're going to have to cut you open, or your skull open uh, in the back here, but we're going to run some tests. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, absolutely, no way. God said, I'm healed. I listen to the Holy Spirit, but the doctor comes in with a contrary voice. And now I've got a decision to make. You have a decision to make. And these are decisions that you make every single day of your life. Do you want to be a woke Christian? No such thing. Do you want to be a Christian that goes with the flow? Because that's what you were taught. That's the role I roll. I, I peace, love, and happiness. What do they say? Peace, love, and chicken grease. But you don't don't accept the contrary. The contrary is against what God has said. I know what man is saying. I, I know what the doctors are trained for. But as soon as you entertain the thought, that is against God. God can work through the physicians, but you don't entertain, you don't accept what they have said as infallible, only God is infallible, they can make mistakes. They've been known to make millions of mistakes. I don't know a mistake God has ever done because he is perfect and man is not.
1: So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4.
0: For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men. Okay, I, I got to stop there. Hello, uh, you're not all that special. No, it's not about you, because you are flesh.
1: So, for, for though we walk in the flesh as mortal
0: men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. We're, we're not picking up a... You know, if you're doing warfare, you're doing it in the spirit, you're not doing it in the flesh. You're not picking up a off the floor a spiritual uh, a radar gun that's going to fight the enemy, bam, bam. No, you are doing this in the flesh. God is saying, no, this is not a work of your hands. This is a work at God's hands. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. So there's nothing you can do other than
1: be in the spirit. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Jericho, good example. Spiritual,
0: flesh. Go around, blow a horn, the walls fall. We see the walls fall. We hear the crumbling and the destruction taking place right now. But two things were happening. It was happening in the spiritual as it was happening in the flesh. God works divinely in both realms at the same time or separately. You can only operate in the flesh unless you bring the spirit into it. All the while, Pastor Rick, I'm feeling my identity coming back. Okay, just... Don't misplace it again. To protect your identity, take
1: every thought captive.
0: I don't care what the doctor said. I should live and not die. I don't care what the bank says. Uh, You can take everything, but what does the Bible say? What can man do to me? I don't care if there's any gas in the car. I can only go so far and I'll walk the rest of the way.
1: Take every thought captive because every
0: thought needs to be dealt with or else it leads to weakness and perversion and the things of the world and your spiritual demise and your uh, spiritual destruction.
1: And to protect your identity, keep his word in your mouth. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 14. But the word is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may obey it. You know, we live in a world. that wants
0: you to obey it. We live in a world where the things of God are being distorted and perverted, being rewritten, misconstrued, redefined, because the world does not want anything
1: to do with God. It doesn't want you to praise him openly
0: doesn't want you to sing, worship. Somebody might be offended by you, and that's it's that possibility of offending somebody that makes a direct assault on your identity. That's why the the, the message uh, t- today, which which basically, who are you today? Not just who are you. Who are you today? Are you a stronger Christian than you were yesterday? Are you the same Christian that you were yesterday? Or are you weaker than you started out? Listening to the world, trying to juggle what is spiritual with the flesh, impossibility.
1: Well, there is a word for
0: it. And Jesus had a lot to say about that hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to show people that my faith is real, so that their faith becomes real, so that they will do greater things in the name of Jesus, so they will spread the gospel. But we need to remember who we are. Genesis 127, and I close with this verse. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them.